What's up, everyone, and welcome to Starkville House of L. This is episode 77 for season 7, episode number 10, Persona. I'm Steve, and Derek's not here this week. Um, in fact, he won't be here next weekend either. He's doing. He's with John Schneider, the sorry jerk, for uh, these two weekends. But in lieu of Derek, for part of the show today, we have an old favorite back. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Will. Will, how's it going, man? Hey, it's going pretty good. How is everybody? Well, I, I'm doing pretty good. I don't know about everybody else. <laughs> I think everyone that's listening right now is probably more excited for the show than they've been in a while, <laughs> because because you were here and you're with us. So oh, just real quick, tell us where have you been? What have you been up to? What are you doing now with your life? Well, right now I'm in uh, Alpena, Michigan, and I am working for Thunder Bay Theater and I'm acting, and so that's fun. And I'm actually assistant technical director here. I know uh, Ian and Kristen and all them will be scared to hear that. Assistant to the technical director. <laughs> awesome. So that's nice. So what, what kind of show are you in? Right now I'm in a murder mystery, and I play the detective, so I Ooh. figure out who all did it and stuff. Wow, look at you. The actor, Will, right. ladies and gentlemen. So if people are up that way, um, in, where is it now in Michigan? Um, Alpena. It's off of Lake Al- Huron. Alpena. Okay. Yeah, but I mean... So if, if you're up you, that way, man, head out to the Thunder Bay. Is it Thunder Bay Theater? Yeah, Thunder Bay Theater. You can actually look online, thunderbaytheater.com, and uh, my bio's on there, and so is everybody else, so that's real cool. Well, that is... Well, I know I'm glad to have you here, and I've, I was a long-time listener of Shoe before I ever got into actually being able to work with Derek and, and you guys... You know, I always appreciated some of the bits you did. I mean, there was Mole, of course, which I think is the definitive shoe bit. But <laughs> um, but, but, <laughs> but after that, of course, there um, when you guys went AAC, there was the picture of. Oh, yeah. Picture of. And I tried to do a shout-out for you guys a couple of weeks ago when I had to do Forum by myself. And, um, and so I hope everyone got that joke. I, long-time listeners, I think, may have gotten it, but... Um, but that was kind of my personal shout out to you guys, and so I'm I'm just excited to be doing shoe with you, man, because it's just awesome for me. Oh, yeah. So glad to be back, man. I've, I've so seen you got... on the forums. I've enjoyed what you have to say. Well, I told Derek the other day. I feel like either I'm the Bizarro Will or you're the Bizarro Steve. <laughs> so <laughs> we have no Bizarro Steve. <laughs> Because I'm this big fat dude and you're the little skinny guy, but we we seem to kind of track on just about everything else. So. <laughs> awesome. But um, well, man, it's good to have you here. We're just gonna. I, I know you're not. You didn't get to see Persona last night. No, I see. I was doing a show, and so I didn't have a chance. If it was online, I would have watched it this morning. But the CW, you know, isn't on the stick right now. Well, you know, and, and you would think they would be. I, I, I'm really, part of me thinks, and, and, and you know, you've got to be careful about putting this kind of stuff out there, but, but part of me wonders if CW just doesn't like Smallville. I know. It's because like, it we'll seems like they else. don't really try to promote it very much. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you would think you've got NBC, ABC, Fox, and I think even CBS. I don't really watch many shows on CBS, but all these networks, they put out... There shows online in some form or another for people to be able to go back and watch. Mm-hmm. And and even CW has some full episodes of stuff. 
Because, listen, according to them, everyone's talking about Gossip Girls. But guess what? Really? Around here, no one's talking about Gossip Girls. Yeah, I'm not even sure. Um, yeah, that shouldn't be talked about. So, <laughs> I mean, come on, Gossip Girls? That sounds like a ripoff of Gilmore Girls, except without more plot. Exactly. Without the witty banter. That's right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I never watched it, but, uh, you know, I hear girls liked it, so whatever. Oh, come on. You didn't watch Gilmore Girls? <laughs> I'm afraid not. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You know you did. It's okay, but <laughs> Maybe I because know somebody who watched it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you had a crush on Rory. Just admit it. Which Just go ahead. Rory? I don't even know who Rory is. <laughs> that's, that's proof I don't She was Chloe right before Chloe was Chloe. I love Chloe. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. So... And that is and that is where we're not going to continue down that path because we would come to blows, sir. That's true. Plus, if Alice be, is listening, she would get a little creeped out. That's true. Yes, because though we're though neither one of us are stalker, we could end up sounding it very quickly if we're not careful. <laughs> exactly. So no sense in going there. But there is a little bit of news, a little bit of stuff to talk about Smallville news-wise. There is a new episode next week, even though there was no trailer for it after the show, which I don't know what that's. What's that all about? But um, next week will be the 11th episode of Season 7, Siren, which is going to feature the arrival of Black Canary into the Smallville universe. And How are you feeling about that? And mermaids. Mermaid? Yeah. You know, sirens, like uh, in the olden times or the Greek mythology times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you think uh, Lori Lemuris will be in this? I don't know. I don't know. But I, I'm hoping that... Have you seen Oh Brother, We're Out Thou? You know, where where those girls are like, Go to sleep, you little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. We thought you was a toad. <laughs> so you're hoping for some of that action, huh? Heck yeah. We're in a tough spot. Yeah. Yeah, man. But Do no, what? I'm looking Do forward what? to Black Canary. I think that'll be cool. Yeah, um, I, I know her origin is going to be somewhat different than what it is in the comics. Well, she's a little um, younger than she is in the comics. <laughs> and this is actually, I believe, uh, and I don't think we're giving away too much here, getting too spoiler when we say this is going to be the first time she and Ollie meet awesome. will be in this show. But you so, know, um, she's not going to be attracted to him unless he gets a goatee. He needs to get that goatee. He needs to, he needs to start. Can Justin Hartley grow a goatee, though? I don't even know. Put some on him, dude. Use some, uh, I mean, he, use some theater glue. What are glue they it about? on. That's right. Glue it on. <laughs> <laughs> but that will be, and, and there was no preview for it, but that will be next week. And um, CW has released, uh, they've, they've got a definite schedule up for the next, uh, for the rest of the season, basically the shortened season because of the writer's strike. Uh-huh. Um, of course, next week, the 7th of February, Siren. And then the 14th, Valentine's Day, will be Fracture. Ooh, um, Fracture. Ah. Fra- <laughs> See, that's the sad thing. It's going to be like, hey, girl, baby doll, I love you. But actually, i got to watch uh, Smallville right now. So uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Well, you know, Derek has that great story that I think it was the season three finale. Uh-huh. Um, he missed because he was on a date. <laughs> So, uh, I think he's got his priorities in order since then, though. But, um, <laughs> I was actually going to say, I'm proud of Derek for going on a date rather than watching oh. Smallville. <laughs> well, but see, this is this is me. I'm the guy who Derek called the other night, and I was watching. Um, 
I'd never seen it. It was the the last episode of Justice League Unlimited, uh-huh. uh, where they're fighting Darkseid. Yeah, and you know they're fighting him. They're fighting him. All of a sudden, you know he does something to Batman and makes some snide comment about Batman, mm-hmm. and Superman just gets ticked, slings Darkseid in the wall and tell and gives him this long spiel about you know here's the problem I have. I feel like I live in a world of cardboard, but now here's a chance to show you how powerful I really am. And I mean, just thrashes the guy with a super punch, sends him flying through buildings. And Superman super speeds to where Darkseid's flying through the air and just, bam, just knocks him back down to the ground. And there's this huge crater, and Superman gets down there, gets two punches in after that awesome talk. And Darkseid throws, like, Emperor lightning at him or something, and Superman's (laughs) writhing on the ground, and Lex shows up and saves the world. And I was so ticked off. And uh, and Derek like sent me a text or something. He's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm ticked because of this." And I just start texting the whole scenario to him. And 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 I believe um, your quote was, "How old is this guy?" <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. So uh, so yeah. So that's you know I say he got his priorities in order. But anyhow, that's funny. Though. But yeah, that's fracture on Valentine's Day, <clears throat> which uh, you know unless you know. Single ladies, there's a Smallville viewing at Steve's house on Valentine's Day. Um, and then the 21st, it's February the 28th. Of, That's the way to I get think the girls. So. Be like, there you go. Come, ladies, come watch Smallville. I don't know if you know this, but uh, Superman, before he was Superman, yeah, he's doing a little thing with Alex and stuff. Uh, you want to know about my comic collection? Come on over. <laughs> want to see my geek room with my Marvel Legends figures <laughs> hanging on the wall? Hmm? Hmm? How do you how do you like that? I can explain all partner. of the first season of Star Trek, baby. Come <laughs> over here. <laughs> you know, I've got uh, several copies of Star Wars on VHS and DVD. <laughs> I have the original. Where Han shot so first. That's, that's right. <laughs> um, Are girls knocking anyhow. at your door because they aren't mine. I can listen. They're pounding down now. I mean, I just saw a huge fleet of vehicles pull up in the yard. So, um, but then in February the twenty first, the twenty eighth of February, and the sixth of March are all going to be Smallville repeats or Hillary Duff movies. Oh, and then mm, burn. <laughs> and then on the thirteenth of March will be Hero, uh, which will feature the return of Pete Ross. Pete Ross. And and will also go down as in infamy as the thread that ruined the forums at Starkville's House of L. What a great thread. It, I think Tim was fired because of that, right? I'm sure he's uh, back now. That was one of the many reasons Tim has been fired. <laughs> <laughs> he, I think he started it. Oh, um, nice. And then somewhere in there, because Derek knew all along who it was going to be. Doesn't he always? Because uh, we were, he knows. Because we were talking about what hero it was going to be, right? And and Derek uh, threw in Blue Beetle. Oh, I love Blue Beetle as a joke. But he's dead now. And from there, it just spiraled out of control. I still think it'll um, probably be Ambush Bug. They're like they're saying, "Oh, it's Pete. Oh, it's Pete." I think it's throwing us off, so Ambush Bug can actually show up for it. Well, I tell you what, that thread did give me is it gave me the desire to see Bruce Campbell in a Plastic Man feature film. Um, heck yes. I mean, I'd never... I threw in Plastic Man because every time I've seen the talent since they remodeled it and it became, you know, the establishing shot of the talent, I always said, I'm just expecting Plastic Man to stretch <laughs> back into his normal shape from there because it's the color scheme. Mm-hmm. 
of Plastic Man. And so and so I mentioned that, and then you said something about Bruce Campbell. Oh, yeah. Well, I and, think he uh, should play Plastic Man. It would be the perfect thing. He's got the look, man, and he's got the ability. And he's got the so, chin. There you <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so you heard it here, everybody. Bruce Campbell's Plastic Man. Um, but so anyhow, so they just, I mean, then there was Kevin Bacon, an animal from the Muppets mentioned. And, That's right. Um, oh, do you know you that know, uh, Plastic Man is invincible? He cannot die. You know, he, what, uh, what was the, what was the story arc in JLA? The, uh, where King of they Atlantis went back like. Crap? Well, they were searching. They went back a few thousand years in the past. Right. Atlantis find, was still to find Aquaman because he became the sea or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and Green Lantern, because it was Kyle Rayner at the time, he kept his conscience in a Green Lantern in a in a ring construct mm-hmm. for the New Justice League to find down the road. And when they found him. Anyhow, somehow they all end up tra- transporting back or being raised from the dead or something, and Plastic Man was just floating around in the sea, yeah. and they found him and put him back together, and he was okay. Exactly. He cannot die. He's, he's awesome. So he doesn't, uh, he doesn't understand, Batman understands, but he doesn't understand the extent of his power. Exactly. So, um, but anyhow, we, we've said that this thing on the 13th of March is Hero. <laughs> <laughs> On the 20th of March will be Traveler, and then on the 27th of March will be Veritas, which will be the season finale for what has been an outstanding season seven. Yep. I have, I have been super stoked about this entire season. And I did find out, or Derek found out, and he told me, and so I'm now telling everybody, that the original plan was that Traveler and Veritas would be the season finale you know, episodes, you know, or, or they would be the last two episodes of the season. Right. What they have done is they went in and they cut out a chunk of story arc. Because remember, before the season, there was some talk of Kevin Sorbo oh. coming in for a small arc and that kind of thing. They just went in and cut out that. And so we're not really, we're not getting no a Hercules season finale. That, do what now? No Hercules versus Soups? No, not, not this season. Oh. Maybe next season. But um, but what they did is they cut out that story arc, and then they just went ahead and moved up what their original plan was to this, uh, what is it, episode 15 of the season. So I got you. So we're not getting the shaft on what they wanted as a season finale. We're just missing some story arc there that they would have had oh, normally okay. because of the writer strike. I got you. But, uh, but that is the definite date. March 27th will be the season finale for Veritas, and, that is, and that's all just come out in the past few weeks. Awesome. For sure. Um, there's also pictures, if you go to Krypton's site, there are images now from Fracture out, uh, the 11th episode, or I'm sorry, the 12th episode of the season 7. A lot of Karen Lex in those pictures. Did you peruse them? Did you have a chance to peruse those? I did. I looked at them and I saw some of the captions and it reminded me of Arrested Development. Because, you know, Mr. F. If anybody's seen the third season of Arrested Development. Full British eyes only. Does anyone know what we're talking about out there? Is anybody? Mr. F. It's a lot of Kara Kara serving coffee in those pictures. And and then a picture of her talking talking to Lex. And apparently Fracture's going to be very Lex-centric. But we'll be getting into more of that uh, in our spoiler section. Did you say Lex-centric? Like X-centric except with the L? 
Well, I didn't mean for it to be, but I guess it can be. It's crazy, and it's all about Lex. It's, Come on down. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> I know what you were saying. Lex that. Luther, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Lex Luther in his own episode of Smallville. It's Luther Vision. Now and, and I don't glasses. know. I don't know if I'm overstepping my unspoilery bounds by saying he get surprised. Lex is going to get shot. <laughs> shot in the face. Oh. Ooh. Actually, probably not because he's probably not going to die. So, no, probably not in the no. face. Um, but how many times can a person get shot? I mean, Lex needs to just go ahead and be a rapper is what he needs to do. <laughs> he's got some street cred. Exactly. He's been shot and shot at so many times. Well, I don't know. He could, who, was, like, who was that guy in uh, in Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring? I forget which one it was. Maybe Boromir? He kept getting shot with arrows. He's like, oh, okay, I'm going to oh, fight. Yeah, oh, yeah, Oh, not yeah. another arrow. Okay, hold on. I got this. Oh, go on, stop shooting me. I must be the hero. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. I will fight for the hobbits. No, I won't. So, yeah, yeah. So Lex is the Boromir of of Smallville. <laughs> but um so you can go to Krypton site and check those pictures out there. Yeah. Um the the only other thing and I, I mean I guess we've kind of gone there already a little bit is a lot of chatter going on in the forums. If you're not on the forums at Starkville House of L uh, at houseofelpodcast.com you need to be at forums.houseofelpodcast.com and um a lot of fun stuff going on there. Anything that sticks out in your mind? Right off the bat, that, that's happening in the forum world, Will. Uh, I just love when we take the Power Rangers thread and mess with it. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> there was almost a revolt in the Power Rangers thread. Yeah, there was. In the <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite moment was when Derek totally abused his power. Oh, that was great. And, uh, that was great. And Angel Wings, shout out to Angel Wings, <laughs> who was kind of running the thread at the, on the Power Rangers thread. She had typed something, she had put in something, and Derek completely switched it around to make it seem like she was saying the, the Power Rangers were dumb <laughs> or something. That was great. Like that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, uh, and then... And then it just it all went downhill from. I mean, you're going downhill when you start a Power Rangers thread, anyway. <laughs> that's right. But uh, um, but that's down in the unmentionable section. There are all kind. Of, you you can talk about upcoming episodes on the forums. There's general Smallville discussion. There's discussion about Superman movies and Superman comics, which you know Chloe was supposed to be in the comics. I know, and, and now she's and not. Even, right. Even uh, Dan Daddio said she was going to be, and then come turn back around at a quick 180 and said wait no we were wrong no chloe tisk tisk well do you think that was do you think there might have been some outcry from the fans for the way she was going to be portrayed it, it probably was i'm see i'm not exactly sure how they were going to portray her but it was probably not going to be like she was in smallville it was probably just going to be well like she was going to be it was going to be the cub reporter she was going to be like she was going to be from smallville but maybe the age difference would have been she would have been a freshman or something when clark was a senior uh, so, you know, I, and I don't know about the whole Lois's cousin thing and, and how that would have worked out. Oh, yeah, that would have been awkward. Yeah. Huh. So, um, but, yeah, so she's not going to be there now. So don't worry about picking up Superman 674 and 675. Yeah, I know. I'll have to call my dad and be like, hey, don't worry about that for me anymore. Because <laughs> he owns a comic store, basically. Well, he owns a bookstore, but he also gets oh, wow. comics through it. And so he was going to yeah. pull those for me. But now, I mean, oh, I can man. just be like, eh, don't worry about it. You've got the coolest dad in the world. Uh, yeah, I do. He is awesome. 
I bet my dad could beat up your dad, though. I don't know. I don't know. My dad can say dad. some witty, biting comments. How about that? Yeah, my dad's pretty quick on his feet, too. <laughs> Mentally. See, I love Mentally, it. I mean. My dad. Oh, no, that's what I'm talking about. That's what my dad is. Yeah. Um, now, my dad, like, not only does he like comics and, uh, you know, and runs a bookstore, but, like, he shares my movie love. Like, he loves... Oh, he loves crappy movies just as much as I do. We had, it, like, two summers ago, I was at home, and we had what we called the Summer of Seagal. We would go to movie gallery, and we would find uh, Steven Seagal movies, you know, for the buy two, get two free and whatever. And we, oh, sure, we yeah. bought all of them we could find, and we had, you know, just a marathon <laughs> of Steven Seagal movies. Sounds, sounds like a blast, sir. Our brains are mush. I, I'm sure they were. <laughs> <laughs> what is, have you enjoyed any crappy movies lately? Uh, crappy movies. I'm trying to think because I got you know a lot recently. Uh, oh, I watched. Uh, oh, what did I watch? It was a horror movie. It was crap. Hold on one second. Blah blah blah. Next, you know, ne- have you seen Next? No, I don't think so. Okay, well, Next has an interesting premise, but then it's like. Oh, we're gonna destroy you with the ending and be total crap. And also the fact that Nicolas Cage and Jessica Beale getting together, that's a little creepy. The age difference is like my grandfather <laughs> or something. Well, Nick Cage is kinda creepy. <laughs> True. Oh, I watched Vacancy, that's what it was. Vacancy I uh, didn't really enjoy. It was kinda lame. It was like what's going on? Oh, nothing? Okay. You should have told me. <laughs> Oh, you mean the movie is just one big vacancy. There's room for a plot. There's room for acting. There's room for everything here. Just one big vacancy of this movie. I watched, uh, I actually had a friend for Christmas give me the old uh, Masters of the Universe movie on DVD. Oh, wow. With Dolph Lundgren. And, uh, awesome. And Perry White, Frank Langella as Skeletor. What? I didn't realize that he had played Skeletor in that movie. I mean, of course, he's in makeup the whole time. That's sweet, dude. But yeah, Franklin Jella. So, but you want to talk about crappy movies? <laughs> there you go. That was one. That was one right there. But anyhow, um, well, that's that's kind of what we have before we get into our Smallville recap and everything. And since you didn't see it, then I'm going to kick you off the show now. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> Will, I appreciate you coming on with us today, man. Anything you want to say before we wrap things up? Uh. I don't know. I love the forums. Keep doing that. That's funny stuff. Uh, Steve, it's good to have you as, as an addition, man. It's uh, good well, to I hear you. That. And, uh, you know, I miss Derek and everybody. It's 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 a lot of fun to come back on here. And I love the fans. And I think it's funny how they love me so much. tee And my hair is a little <laughs> neater now because since I'm in so many plays, it kind of has to be with the characters I'm playing. Uh, I don't mean to disappoint well, you you never do, sir. You never do. Even with the nice hair, you never disappoint. So if you're up in if you're up near Alpena, if you're up in the Lake Huron area, go uh, go check Will out at Thunder Bay Theater and yeah, check man. him out online. Will, can I go ahead and nail you down and say that you're going to do Geek Out Loud with me at some point? I would love to. I think it'd be a lot of the fun. The official podcast of GeekOutOnline.com. That's where. I expect if we do one, I would expect it to be a super extended episode because <laughs> I think that we both uh, we both possess that minutiae knowledge of some things, all things geek and comics. So Heck yeah, uh, so w- we can do a crappy movie episode of Geek Out Loud. That would be amazing. But <laughs> <laughs> I would pull out my DVD. All right, collection. Will. Well, thanks for being on with us today, man. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. 
All right, man. We'll see you. All right, bye. And we appreciate Will stepping in this week and helping out a little bit. And I'd love for him to be here through the recap and everything. But as he said, he didn't get a chance to watch the show. Now, this just in, um, and, and this actually happened while Will and I were recording and, and since then. And I, and I bounced around a little bit for a moment after Will got off. Um, bounced around online, that is. The, the trailer for Siren is up at CWTV.com. So there is a trailer. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but uh, go check that out at CWTV.com. They've even got a director's cut up. So go check that out. I think the highlight of that is the fact that you actually get to hear uh, the canary cry or, or whatever Black Canary calls her little shrill scream. I don't know. Anyhow, let's uh, before we jump into the recap, I want to mention our new sponsor here at Shoe. Uh, we've got a sponsor. It's popfi.com, P-O-P-F-I.com. They are an awesome news site with a lot of great news and everything. So bump over there for all your news and everything that you want to get. And, I mean, they've got everything from the weird to the entertainment to the political. It's a great little site, popfi.com. Go check them out. So let's jump into this recap. Now, Persona was a great show. It was an amazing show. It was an awesome, awesome show. And so uh, I can't say enough about it. So we're going to jump right into the recap. It opened up, the teaser did, with um, with Bizarro and Lana in bed, waking up in bed. And Lana wakes up and Bizarro is sitting there looking at her. Now, we know that it's Bizarro. She thinks it's Clark. And they have a little conversation about how they love each other and want to hold the moment. And Lana does something interesting. Lana walks to the window uh, naked and just opens the curtains and stands at the window naked. Just stands there, like, hello world, here I am, in all of my everything, here I am. Um, so apparently, there is a free peep show every morning at the Kent Farm. <laughs> so uh, so Derek said he wanted to move to Smallville. But anyhow, uh, as Lana goes to the window, she throws open the curtains, the sun's coming in, it hits Bizarro, and... And it, you know, messes him up, and he's like, come back to bed, shut those curtains, and come back over here. And basically, apparently, Lana's been sleeping with Bizarro. And, and that, you know, and the thing is, is it seems like a sweet scene, seems like a nice scene, except for the fact you know it's Bizarro. And boom, we go into the opening, somebody save me. And after we come back from the first commercial break, we get the scene with Lionel and Grant, and Grant letting Lionel know that he is Julian Luther. And, you know, at first Lionel typically doesn't believe it. He doesn't want to have anything to do with it. He says, I I expect this from the occasional gold digger, but not from the editor-in-chief or, the, or an editor at the day. He's not the editor-in-chief, but from an editor at the Daily Planet. And so Grant just throws the information down and says, hey, here it is. Here's, here's all you need to know. And Lionel, you know, comes around and believes him. And, and, and there's shock that Lex has done this, but there's also, a, you know, kind of a you're my son, let's get to know each other kind of vibe going on. Well, at the ISIS Foundation, Lana and Bizarro are talking about some killings that have gone on um, in Metropolis where people have had all their trace metals removed from their bodies and they go into the lana cave and lana links up on the computers and suddenly lana is the computer whiz and lana is the smart one which you know let's be honest lana has never been 
portrayed as being not smart and not intelligent on the show. Lana, in high school, made good grades. She was particularly good at English, as I recall. She struggled with math a little bit, but that, you know... Lana has the capability to come up with some original thoughts and original ideas on her own, so it's not too much of a stretch that she would do this, especially after having this huge system installed and, and having been using it for a while. But she triangulates a position where maybe because Bizarro says, well, it must be Brainiac because he's killing these people the same way he killed that lady. So she triangulates a position where Brainiac may be, and um, they go find you know, and, and Bizarro goes to find Brainiac. So he does, and he finds him in Suicide Slums, which I love. You know, Suicide Slums is there. That's that's a staple in Metropolis in the Superman U, and it's not the first time they've ever mentioned it, but it's still cool to hear it again and again and again and again. So Bizarro finds Brainiac, and he talks to Brainiac. He's not really going to take Brainiac out, as Lana thinks. He basically says, I can care less what you do. But what I want is to be able to be in the sun without turning to stone and without having this weakening that I that I have from the sun. And so Brainiac says, well, there's someone who may be able to help you with your problem. He's a Kryptonian that was stranded on Earth years ago. His name is Daxer. Uh, go find the shield that would be his beacon and and use it and find him, and, and he'll probably be able to help you. You know, But when you find it, let me know because I want to be able to reconstitute myself as well. And so we have an uneasy alliance formed. And Brainiac makes fun of Bizarro in this situation. He says, you've learned the human emotions, you're doing all this stuff. And, and of course, Bizarro says, look, this is the most important thing in the world to me. He sounds a lot like Clark there. He really does. And, and, and Brainiac, you know, really calls him on it, so that's cool. So Bizarro leaves Brainiac and goes to the first person that he thinks would know anything about the shield, which, of course, is Chloe. He finds himself in the Daily Planet asking Chloe, and it really freaks Chloe out because she doesn't really let on that she knows anything about the shield or, or anything like that. She just is confused that Clark would forget anything. She calls it like she sees it. She says, you have a memory like a steel trap. This is not something that would slip your mind. And Clark, or Bizarro rather, gets a little forceful with her. Like he at one point grabs her arm and it's really kind of a scary situation for Chloe because she knows what this guy's capable of. I don't think that Chloe suspects Phantom yet. I think she probably thinks Clark is on some new type of kryptonite or something, but I don't know that she expects or suspects rather the Phantom at this point. And that prompts her when she sees what's going on with Clark, that prompts her to go to Lana. Before we get to that conversation though, we have one of the most awesome Lex and Lionel conversations ever in the history of Smallville. Lionel comes in guns a-blazing with Lex and basically says, look, you've chosen to play God. You're not just owning the Daily Planet. You've chosen to go and take your brother's cord blood and re-clone your brother, which I want to say this real quick. Derek and I said if it was a clone of the actual Julian, then here's what's happened with Lex. He has made significant strides in the field of cloning because not only do you have cloning, but you've got accelerated growth, memory implantation. He didn't have to exhume a corpse, but he did go have to get the cord blood, which I don't know why they have the baby's cord blood laying around in a hospital or a lab somewhere from Julian Luther, but that's what that, that answers that question as to you know how he did that and, and how he cloned Julian and what he used to clone Julian. But Lionel just, I mean, literally rips him new. Lionel is angry with Lex. And Lex comes back. He's like, you know what, you're just mad because you never had the guts to do this. You're weak and you're spineless. And Lionel's like, no, I've got boundaries. And 
And so Lex says, you know what, you don't want, are you telling me that you wouldn't like the opportunity to spend time with the son that you lost? And here is the line. Lionel looks at Lex and he says, it's you I've lost. It's you I've lost. And the look on Lex's face, it's, there is a door that has been shut there that there is now, there's no loyalty now from Lex to Lionel. There is no bond of, of family, you know, blood. There's nothing there now between Lex and Lionel because Lionel has basically said, you are so far gone, I don't know you. And Lex looks at Lionel and says, you are not the father who you always wanted to be, or you're not the father, you never were the father I wanted you to be, and now you're apparently this weak man who doesn't want me to do anything. I'm telling you, there, I believe, and it wouldn't surprise me to see something major come down the line with Lex and Lionel in the, in the future. And by major, I mean bad. I don't mean corporate takeover or get someone thrown in jail. I... Expect I don't know. I'm just saying that the, the the gloves are off now, and there's no reason for there to be anyone holding back between these two. So we'll wait and see what happens with that. But that was an amazing scene. Of course, it's John Glover and Michael Rosenbaum. They always do an awesome job. Those type scenes have to be like breathing to them now. But it's amazing how every time it's fresh and it's new. It's an amazing thing those guys have when they do that. The, those scenes together so we do finally get the chloe and lana talk and she tells them there's something wrong and lana's like no i don't really think there's something wrong i've been happier than i have been in a long time and here comes bizarro he interrupts her conversation you know chloe's there because she's concerned she's there because you know she's worried about lana but bizarro walks in and kind of, and chloe really gives him the cold shoulder she doesn't want to have anything to say and she's kind of getting ready to leave, and then Clark tells her, or Bizarro rather, tells Chloe, you know, well, we're planning on leaving Smallville. And it, bombshell for Chloe, you know, this has just rocked Chloe's world because Chloe has envisioned for Clark to become the hero that he's going to be. Chloe has envisioned for Clark to step into his destiny as he needs to step into it. And so for Clark, and because, again, Phantom is farthest thing from her mind at this point. But for Clark to be standing there telling this, it just crushes Chloe. But all Bizarre is worried about is he and Lana being together. So Chloe leaves, and Lana kind of asks him, you know, Chloe said that you had this go on today at the Daily Planet. And he says, no, I'm just trying to remember. I just can't remember where it's at. He says, I think Kara might have taken it. And so Lana says, well, if Kara took it, don't you think it's Kryptonian? Don't you think she may have taken it to the fortress? And Bizarro smiles and he says, <laughs> the fortress. Which we then get treated to some of the best effect shots of the, of the show, of the episode. Just a great um, confrontation between, number one, Bizarro and Jarrell. I mean, just a, you've got... Bizarro flies into the fortress. That's a cool shot. So let, let's, let me start back. Let me start over. Derek, Zune, AC, picture Bizarro flying in the fortress here. You see the blue blur of Bizarro flying into the fortress. He lands, and immediately Jorel says, you're not welcome here. And Bizarro's like, well, what are you going to do? You know, and, and the whole place just begins to shake and quake and tremble. And Bizarro, I honestly think out of fear, leaves because, number one, I think he, he realizes he, if the shield's there, he wouldn't be able to find it. And number two, you know, I think he's really scared of what Jarrell could potentially do to him. 
And so then we get a cool new shot, and it's a new shot of the fortress where there's the ledge where Clark is encased in that ice or that crystal or whatever. Obviously, it's probably ice because he's blue when he comes up out of that thing, like he's been cold the whole time or been in some type of frozen state of suspended animation. But it breaks away, and Jarrell says, you've got to go do this. And here's the thing. We don't know how long Jarrell intended for Clark to be in there. Jarrell could have said, I'm going to hold you here until everyone you know and love is dead so that you have no more attachments so you can fulfill your Kryptonian destiny. But now that Bizarro's back on the scene, Jarrell has had to let him go so that he can go stop him because Jarrell knows more important than anything else is keeping this guy. You know, this is one of the phantoms he put in the phantoms on for crying out loud. This is a villain. This is a criminal. And, and Jarrell knows that. So he wants to get Clark to go take care of him. So Clark is out. And then, you know, of course, Clark immediately goes to Lana. He immediately goes to the person he loves and. Okay, let's talk. I just mentioned a while ago how smart Lana is. <sighs> Red shirt, blue jacket, Bizarro. Red jacket, blue shirt, Clark. Meh. Clark comes in. She's like, well, you were just here a few minutes ago. He's like, I've been gone for weeks. And she makes a comment about time moving differently in the fortress. And Clark's like, no, you don't understand. That wasn't me. That's the Phantom. And Lana kind of gets freaked out, and she's like, but you talked about flying me to Paris, and Clark says, that wasn't me. Imagine how messed up in the head Lana has to be at this point. But, oh, it's going to get worse. Bizarro goes, because Bizarro's hearing Lana and Clark talk. He's out in the barn, and he hears them speak. And so he goes and finds Brainiac and says, Clark's back. And now it's Brainiac and and, uh, and Bizarro going to team up to try to get Clark out of the way because Brainiac knows if Clark's in the way, then you know he's not going to have his full plan to come to fruition, whatever his full plan may be. And Brainiac wants Clark out of the way, of course, because he wants Clark's life. More than anything, he wants Lana. And so Brainiac, this we got that cool moment where, where uh, Bizarro looks at Brainiac. He's like, you're not going to be able to do anything. You're in a real weakened condition. And we get the cool line that we saw in the trailer. I am the brain interactive construct. Do not underestimate me. What he says, and he, and he says in essence, no matter what my form is, my intelligence is intact. Though I don't have the full capacity to restore myself wholly, um, my intelligence is here, and and that's all I need on any day to defeat you or the Kryptonian. So, you know, Brainiac kind of breaks bad there. Brainiac's bad, and they have that conversation, and he just says, "You worry about finding that shield." Well, Clark goes to tell Lionel what's up. And I'll be honest with you, they pulled this one over on me. They really pulled a swerve on me. I thought Lionel was acting weird because, like, number one, he's, like, looking at himself in the mirror like, I don't know that. When did Lionel become a narcissist? And when he turns around and Clark says, hey, the Phantom's here. He's been living with Lana. Let me do my best John Glover impersonation from that scene. Oh, my God, that's terrible. <laughs> Monotone, didn't care, could have cared less that someone was in trouble. You know, Brainiac might be super intelligent, but he's a terrible actor. But even then, I wasn't thinking, well, it's Brainiac. It's Brainiac. Um, Derek called it. In fact, we were talking afterwards. He said, I knew it was Brainiac from the moment. I didn't have a clue. I honestly didn't until they cut to the um, elevator 
And when they started to do the camera pan around, I still thought, well, that's a weird thing to do in the elevator just to show him pushing a button. And then as he pushed, I'm like, oh, yes, Brainiac. And like like a split second before they showed his face, it kind of dawned on me. But, yeah, they got me on that one. But that's okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, but what what happened really in, in, in the conversation with Lionel Clark was Lionel, Brainiac Lionel, tells Clark, all about Daxur. Now, he's already told Bizarro about Daxur, but Bizarro couldn't find the shield to contact Daxur, and he tells him the, basically the same thing. He also tells him that Blue Kryptonite will overload Bizarro. Clark says, well, I don't have my powers when Blue Kryptonite's around. He's like, exactly. And he'll supercharge the Phantom, Bizarro, so that he overloads and basically self-destructs. So Clark's got to get his hands on some Blue Kryptonite. And... Lionel says, well, there is a there is a Kryptonian that's been here for over a century named Daxer. You found the shield. There was a Kryptonian SOS. And Clark's like, okay. Well, he goes to Chloe, <laughs> which is actually pretty funny because he goes to Chloe to say, hey, I can't find this shield. Do you know anything about it? And it's not that he'd forgotten where it is. It's that it's not where it was supposed to be. Well, when he comes to talk to Chloe, Chloe kind of freaks. And again, Chloe's intelligent, and and Will and I have already professed our love for Chloe. But hello, red jacket, blue shirt. All right? No one changes that way in a day's time. No one's going to go blue blue shirt, red jacket to blue jacket, red shirt, and back and forth all day long. But anyhow, Clark shows up, and, and there was a great moment, though, between them where Chloe's kind of backing up, and Clark's like, you have nothing to be scared of. And as he steps toward her, he's like, if I were the Phantom, then I would turn to stone in the sunlight. And he steps into the sunlight, and Chloe realizes him. They hug. They're, oh, I'm so happy for all of us now. And Chloe takes Clark to the back room, and she unfolds his cloth that she had gone and gotten the shield and hidden it. Because when Clark came, Bizarro Clark, that is, came to her, she says, you know, I knew something was up, so I went and got it, and, and I hit it. So she gives it to Clark, and Clark does what Bizarro Lionel told him, or I'm sorry, not Bizarro, Brainiac Lionel told him to do. He holds the shield in his hand, and he says the name Daxer. Well, that immediately not only gives off the signal that alerts Brainiac, but it also transports Clark to where Daxer is. And Clark shows up at the shed. There's a mechanic working under a... A truck and Clark says, "Hey, I'm looking for someone. Um, you know, they live around here. And here's Mark McClure. And I just want to say this real quick: Mark McClure's Daxor did a better job than I thought he would. Um, I really, really was impressed with how well, how likable he was as a character. He wasn't a bad guy. Everyone's expecting villain. Everyone was expecting bad guy, and I was not. I'll go ahead and say that I called from the get go that he wasn't a bad guy." that he was a good guy, and and he stayed on Earth because uh, out of guilt, out of guilt over creating the brain interactive construct. And, and so he was trying to find some way just to assuage his guilt over what he knew he had done that probably wasn't a good idea in the long run. But when he, shows, when he stands up and, and Clark's talking to him, um, he says, you know, I, yeah, I don't know anyone by the name of Daxter. He mumbles it, you know, and Clark's like, but you're him, aren't you? And he turns around, and, and Clark says, I'm Kal-El. And, and Daxer says, the House of L. You guys always were survivors. And what a great moment. That was just so cool because 
you know, it's just always neat to see that connection. When Clark gets to see the connection back to Krypton, to hear a little bit about his heritage. But I also want to say this, and let's go ahead. I know this needs to be put out there again, probably. They did not refer to the House of L based on this podcast. This podcast calls itself the Starkville House of L because it's a group of Superman fans located primarily in Starkville. House of L has been in the mythology of the comics since time began. And uh, and so, but it was cool to hear the mention of the House of L there. And they begin to talk, and, and um, Clark and Daxor and... Clark finds out that Daxor has a family, and, and he realizes that Daxor's been wearing a blue kryptonite bracelet all this time so that he can live like a normal person. And, you know, you really start to feel for this guy because you kind of know what's coming based on what you saw in the trailer. And and so Daxor gives Clark a big chunk of blue kryptonite, which Clark puts in the lead box and, and takes back to Metropolis, where Lana is staying safely, and I use my quotation fingers, at Ollie's penthouse. Well, Bizarro, show, Bizarro shows up, and he's like, we got to get away. we got to get away from here. We can get away from here. I know we can, and and let's go. And and she's like, okay, well, hold on. And she sees his reflection again. Blue shirt, red jacket. Wait, it's Clark. Yeah, blue shirt, red jacket is Clark. Red jacket, blue, wait. Gosh. <clears throat> that was me beating myself in the head with a microphone. Blue jacket, red shirt, Bizarro. Red jacket, blue shirt, Clark. And uh, she's hugging him, and she sees his reflection in the thing, and as he gets some sunlight, it kind of bounces on him. But anyhow, so she says, well, let me go get my bag. Well, she goes to get her bag, and she's texting Clark, and he hears, with neat moment, super hearing, hears her texting Clark, and he goes to get her. And as, he, as he's about to kind of just take Lana, Clark shows up. He shows up with a blue kryptonite, um, but because he has the blue kryptonite out, he has no powers. Bizarro swats him away. Clark drops the blue kryptonite. Lana takes the blue kryptonite, getting ready to get rid of Bizarro. And then there's a great moment where Bizarro and Clark and Lana are all facing off. And I want to say, once again, just how good a job Tom Welling does as Bizarro. You know, he does a wonderful Clark. We've all sold on his Clark. He does a wonderful job as Bizarro. But then to play this scene, because the way you have to film it, you, you, you sit there with a stand-in with his back to the camera, and then you film Tom Welling facing the camera talking. And so he's got to do those scenes two or three times, you know, based on how many takes they do. You know, you could end up doing the same scene 12 times or more. And so he's standing there doing these the these scenes and he just does a wonderful job you the, the shift from him to bizarro and bizarro to him and is just incredible and when he looks he looks at lana he says you told me you've been happy more happy over the past month than you've been in a while with me and clark's like lana don't listen to him and he says no clark it's true she loves me she doesn't love you, and you'll never love her the way that you can because of all of your inhibitions and all your things, which is a great insight into Clark's heart and mind, is that he loves Lana, but he has such a, a burden of responsibility and the weight of the world on his shoulders as it always is, he will never be able to fully give himself to Lana for whatever reason. It may be that he's still too immature to come into this relationship fully. It may be that that he needs to learn how to deal with his Kryptonian-ness, you know, but by the time he does finally learn to deal with being Clark Kent, 
the the man in Clark Kent, the Superman, you know, he and Lana will have moved on from each other. And so that ship has sailed. But at this point in his life, he can't do it. And there's a great insight that's given by Bizarro, you know, for all of his vileness and evil and weirdness. You know, it, it is a great insight. Well, Lana does the old trickaroo, and I kind of, and I knew this from the moment I saw it. I knew she was tricking him. You know, even when I saw the clip earlier that day, I knew that it was Lana being fake. She's like, "Wait, no, I have been happy," and she's got the kryptonite, and she's got the blue kryptonite. This is what I don't understand Bizarro doing. She's holding the blue kryptonite. It's right behind her. He knows it. He saw her pick it up. He knows she's got it, and still. He goes and takes her hand, and she slaps the blue kryptonite in there, and he blows up. And as he right before he blows up, he says, "I love you." Um, Derek said he would have liked. I, I didn't even think about hearing Bizarro talk. Derek said he would have liked to hear some Bizarro talk. As we talked about, I said, "What would have been great is if it would have really overloaded him to the point that he couldn't think, and he got it. Not only did he have the Bizarro talk, but he also used the reverse Bizarro talk, where he said, "Me hate you." And that would leave people just wondering, you know, I mean, that would just give us tons to talk about on the forums. Did that mean, did hate mean love? Did love mean hate? What does he mean? What does he mean? Of course, does love mean hate? Does he hate her? Is it, did, did that moment just break his heart so much that he hates her when he dies? Hmm. Hmm. Think about it. Think about it, class. Let me give you some time to think. Hmm. Think. You don't know. I don't know. Well, we cut back over to Daxer's shop, and I tell you what, we didn't get enough of Mark McClure's Daxer. Of course, Derek said this, and I want to give this message from Derek, that if they're going to make Daxer uh, a mechanic, why can't they just go ahead and make him a Burger King manager? You know, to have that Back to the Future shout-out. But back at his shop, Brainiac shows up, and... He and Daxer have a conversation. Daxer tries to go get his bracelet off so he'll be able to confront Brainiac, but Brainiac stops him before he's able to. And basically Brainiac says, I need the information that's in your head. If you don't tell me, I can just go ahead and get it. And he takes him, and he makes his hand a little claw-type sucker thing, sticks one in his neck, sticks another one up in his head into his brain, and begins to download the information he needs to how to completely reconstitute himself. And I guess Daxer's dead. I could bring him back. I mean, I, I could figure out a way to bring him back because, you know, we could just say that Brainiac just needled into his brain and took out his information that he needed. But, you know, Brainiac killed him, and that's sad. I hate that because I really, again, I really enjoyed the character of Daxer in this show. Well, then we cut to uh, the Daily Planet, and Grant is looking at a newspaper article that talks about Lionel Luther being Man of the Year, Lex comes in, basically fires Grant. They have a little confrontation, a little brotherly spat, and and um and and Julian or Grant lets him know, hey, I'm about to go have dinner with Dad. So there you go, best steakhouse in town. We're about to go, and I'm like, okay, either you're 12, or you're just really excited about steak. Which hey, I don't mind being excited about steak. I'm excited about steak, but he does say, look, you're you're wrong about our dad. I had nothing to worry about. We're about to go out to eat. We're about to spend some time together. And you can fire me if you want, but I'm still going to be your brother. I'm still going to be a Luther. Then we see Lionel and Grant, or Lionel and Julian, coming out of the steakhouse. And Julian got a really good meal. He was really satisfied with the New York strip steak that he had and how well it was cooked and how things went. 
And uh, he and Lionel talk, and Lionel, you know, Lionel is really genuinely happy to have him there. You know, and he, he says some kind of words about him being his son. And here comes a mugger out of the shadows. Here comes a mugger, and he wants the money. And so Julian Grant pulls out the money. He's ready to give him his money and, and try to save he and, and Lionel's life by just giving this guy what he wants. Hands the guy the money, and the guy shoots him twice, three, four times. The guy shot Julian four times and he dies right there in Lionel's arms well as this guy is walking away he's running away and he begins to walk he pulls out a phone and he begins to text something on it cut to Luther Mansion Lex Luther shooting pool his little phone buzzes it rings he picks it up and it says job done Lex steps out onto his balcony he drops the phone breaks the phone steps out onto his balcony in the rain, in the storm, lifts his hands toward the heavens and gives out a primal scream. Much like if I can take you back to Memoria, where Lex was trying to have his memories, you know, back installed of, of what really happened with Julian, with the situation with Julian. And you saw the situation of him at Excelsior, where he stepped out on a ledge in a storm with a blanket and, and yelled Julian as he dropped him. And then as he woke up, he was on the ledge at the Luther Mansion doing the same thing. Really had kind of a similar feel to it here. Um, also, the rain coming down and him looking up, kind of raising his arms like he did. Also, reminiscent of those visions from season one and uh, uh, season four, where you see Lex in the White House and he steps out and begins to rain blood on him. And uh, And I'm just going to say this. If we ever get the moment in Smallville, if we ever get the moment in Smallville where Lex completely just, there it is, where you can point to it and say, this is the moment where Lex Luthor completely went evil, this would be it. This would be that moment. This would be the moment where we can say Lex Luthor has gone completely evil. It was evil. He he did a lot up to this point. You're talking about cloning. You're talking about, but to take, the clone of your brother that you've gone to accept as being your brother, that you developed a relationship with, that you long to have this person be in your life, and just because he did something you didn't want him to do and told your father that who he was, just because of this situation, you have him killed? Hmm. That's Lex Luthor, and that's evil. And I think Lex is... I think that was the breaking point. I think that's where... Um, I think that's the point. They really should have rolled credits right there, but they had to show Clark and Lana uneasily getting into bed with each other and the unease of where they're at. Because, guys, I'll be honest with you, Lana is now messed up in the head. There's no getting around it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Lana is now completely fried. I I hate it. I feel sorry for her. But, I mean, come on. How do you go a month with this person knowing it's some alien phantom that stole Clark's DNA to be this fake version of him and you've been with him for a month now thinking it's Clark? That's got to mess with your head. Top of that on, on what happened with her and Lex and that whole pregnancy situation, faking her death. Top of that on being possessed by a witch, being a vampire, a rabid vampire thing at one point. Top that on top of your parents dying right in front of your eyes. I mean, the girl has got to get away from Smallville. That's all there is to it. She's got to get away. She's got to go find herself, and she's got to go 
get rid of... I mean, the, these kind of things only make demons in people's lives, y'all. They only make things bad for people. So she's got to go do that. And and I don't know that she will. I'm just saying this was an amazing episode. This this episode exceeded all the expectations I had. That They did such a good job of, of packing a lot into the time allotted and doing it well. Everything made sense. Everything worked. The only question I would have is is the whole Brainiac and Trace metals thing. I don't know why he has to take them from living organisms. If he needs some metal in his system, why not just go to a building and destroy the building, you know, so, and get all that he needs? Well, if he needs that type of thing, why doesn't he just go put his hands on the ground and get all the trace metals he needs out of the ground and, you know, and then reconstitute himself that way? And then, for the rest of the way that he needs, go get that information. I understand why he had to kill Daxer. I understand going in there, he needed the information in his brain to be able to completely, totally reboot and reconstitute himself to his whole state, to everything that he was. But um, the other killings, I don't really understand, you know, why he would have had to do those just to get Trace Metal. Um, Todd Slavkin, this was his directorial debut. Now, he's written a lot of episodes, most of them with Darren Swimmer, and he's never really disappointed in, in his writing, but Todd did an outstanding job directing. He had a lot of challenges in in directing this episode, not just because of how full it was, but because of the Clark Bizarro thing. I mean, you had to you had to direct this actor to be different, but... You know, I'll say this. they You really came across with Bizarro. They did some of Bizarro, and Derek and I talked about it a while back, is that the one thing about Bizarro is that in all these other incarnations of him, mostly he's always been a sympathetic character. You you could always kind of feel for him. And this one, he was full-on evil. Well, they kind of changed that because now, you know, with his last words being, I love you to Lana, you feel like, you can sympathize with him a little bit. He here is here is someone who he just wanted a good life. He'd been we didn't find out how he was imprisoned by John Johns, by the way, but um the Martian Manhunter. Uh but but we just found out he escaped. But here's this guy who he he loved her, you know, or he thought he did at least, and so you can kind of feel for him a little bit, but to I don't know. Slavkin did a great job. Todd, my hat's off to you, sir. I think it was an outstanding debut, you know, directorial debut for you, and and you are wished much success in the future, uh, you know, as a writer and as and in your directing because it was a great, 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 great job. Um, what did you think? Email us. So there's been a lot of chatter on the forums about it. I know a lot of people were disappointed at the lack of a siren trailer which we got that online today, as I've already said, at cwtv.com. Um, email us, you know, get in the forums. Let's talk in the forums about, about what you thought, what you'd like to see. You can go there, forums.houseofellpodcast.com. Or there, our email is mail at houseofellpodcast.com. They all get read, and, uh, and we try to respond to you as best we can. I don't really have any in front of me to read today, but... Uh, but I appreciate you guys being here. We're going to do a few spoilers right after the music cue. So uh, stick around with us after that. Thanks for joining us. Thanks again to Will for being a part of the show. Uh, stick around.
city's a dangerous place. You should be prepared. Black Canary arrives. Smallville. All new this Thursday at 8, 7 central. All right, what you just heard was the audio for the trailer to Siren, the next new episode of Smallville, which was posted during the recording of this actual episode. A um, couple of spoilers for Smallville. Number one, the official description, which I think we've read before, but it bears reading one more time. The Green Arrow and Black Canary battle in Smallville. While secretly working for Oliver, uh, Chloe intercepts one of Lex's project files, but she's attacked by the Black Canary guest star Elena Huffman, a mysterious woman with a subsonic cry. Dinah Lance, Black Canary's alter ego, is a conservative talk show host who is working at the Daily Planet and clashes with Lois. Lex convinces the Black Canary that the Green Arrow and his team are terrorists, so she launches an attack on the Green Arrow and Clark. Meanwhile, Lois discovers Oliver's secret. Kristen Crook, Aaron Ashmore, Laura Vandervoort, and John Glover also star. The episode's going to be written, or it is written, by Kelly Souders and Brian Peterson, and Kevin Fair directed. So that's kind of what's going to be coming up. The The, the one thing that we've gotten since the last time uh, we were together here on Starkville House of Al, as far as spoilers go, is that... Um, Al Gauff told TV Guy that Green Arrow and Black Canary will meet uh, cute and slightly violent. Um, so apparently they're going to this. They're not going to be together. This is actually going to be their first meeting. And since, of course, Canary is being sent to take out Green Arrow, they won't be very much getting along. Some reports have implied that it's Lois who coins the Black Canary's code name. We're hearing that it might actually be Clark. So. Uh, one of those two are actually going to give the code name. I, I'd like it to be Lois because, I mean, it is Lois who calls Superman Superman. And so if she can get a knack for naming these guys, you know, it makes sense. It's a nice little nod to what's coming down the line. The next episode, and honestly, uh, we've got some people on the forums really looking forward to Siren. I know Angel Wings is one. She's a big Black Canary fan. I don't really know how great it's going to be. I think, uh, from what I hear, Justin Hartley steals every scene that he is in. So, And the director's cut looks pretty cool. Looks like a pretty cool face-off. Looks like there's a cool Lex Green Arrow fight there. So that's going to be neat to get to see that. But, you know, I don't know what we can expect as far as moving the overall mythology and the overall arc of the season along and, and rushing headlong into this uh, into the season finale, which is right down the road. However... On Valentine's Day, February 14th, Fracture will air. And, and they've got the official description for Fracture up. Lois follows Lex to Detroit and discovers that he has found Kara, who has amnesia. Finley, a busboy who is obsessed with Kara, fears Lex will take her away. So he shoots Lex and holds Kara and Lois captive. After Lex's comatose body is found, Chloe offers to heal him, but Clark refuses to let her. So this sounds like it's going to be really cool. The only thing that bothers me is the busboy obsessed with Kara. Don't take care away. <laughs> yeah. Psycho much. Um couple of one one thing to add is Lois plays an important role in finding the missing Kara in trying to save Lex. It sounds like Clark will enter Lex's mind, much like John Jones rescued Clark in Labyrinth. While inside, quote unquote, Clark encounters a side of Lex that he thought was going forever. I think Fracture's gonna be really good. I think that it's gonna be 
you know, if we saw Lex go bad in Persona, I think in Fracture what we're going to get to see is Lex solidify his evilness. I mean, you know, this this is going to be one of those Lex-centric episodes that really kind of continue to push him, you know, further into the dark side. I, I think he went, I honestly think he went evil around season five, but I think that um, that if that if he's going to... Uh, go further in the dark side it's going to be out of, an, out of an episode like this I think he made the choice to go bad when he made the choice to continue to run for Senate in season 5 during Lexmas so uh, is going to be kind of a companion piece to that apparently Lillian's going to be making an appearance and have some things to say to Lex and I mean wow what is mom going to say now because I've cloned dead brother I've ruined a marriage I've almost ruined a girl's life I have chosen evil since the last time we spoke so what's mom going to say now um, but that's, uh, that's what, there's our spoilers for, for this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us. As always, don't forget to check out popfi.com, our uh, sponsor for Starkville House of Ale. Don't forget to check out our companion podcast, skynextpodcast.com. It's about the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Uh, Derek and I do the hosting of that. And then also, I'd appreciate it if you'd go over to Geek Out Online at geekoutonline.com and check out my blog and my podcast, which has turned into kind of a monthly podcast now, uh, the Geek Out Loud podcast. Come join us on the forums, forums.houseofl.com, and email us at mail at houseoflpodcast.com. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs>